what's happening everybody justin bridgewater's finest on youtube blockbuster underscore guy on twitter fueled as always by the incredible folks at nerd tees and welcome to week 15 of my weekly nfl football pick show for the 2022 nfl regular season and postseason and boy we're just off to a rollicking good start with the podcast and the stream this week the camera wouldn't work originally set us back about 15 minutes but we're in there now and we're ready to roll. So last week, I think last week I called week 14 moving week, if I remember correctly, or some vernacular along those lines. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't really move. Uh, attrition was the the uh, word of the week. Um, didn't really have a ton of success. Honestly, I was under 500 straight up for the first time since all the way back in the first week of the season. Only six and seven straight up last week. Again, really had an opportunity if you pull off a great week, like a 10 and three or an 11 and two, which I've done in the past, you, you really go a long way to like winning pick'em leagues and, and just your picks looking great. But unfortunately was not able to do that. Now 121, 85 and two on the season for just over 58%. Uh, against the spread, same deal. Six and seven against the spread. Two games under 500 against the spread now at 100, 102, and six. And on the totals, I did manage to be above 500 on the totals last week. Seven and six overall on the OUs. Now even money, 104 and 104 on the season with the totals. I did find success in the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks. I went eight and four overall in those four picks last week. Two and one on the bronze pick to now go 23, 18, and one. Dallas beat Houston and Houston covered against the spread. As I said, they would. Tampa and San Fran failing to stay under their point total. Silver pick, which has been my strongest pick on the year, was only one and two last week. Now 10 games over 500 at 26 and 16 in that pick. The Eagles did beat the Giants, but the Giants failed to cover against the spread, and the Chiefs and the Broncos failed to stay under the point total. Gold pick, I swept the gold pick. 3-0, and oh, went 21-20-1 now on the season in that pick, which is great. Buffalo beat the Jets, the Bengals covered against the spread, and the Jets and the Bills stayed under their point total. And the platinum pick, I went 2-1, and 25-16-1 on the season there so far. The Chiefs beat the Broncos, the Titans failed to cover against the spread, but Minnesota and Detroit went over because most every Detroit home game has gone over this year my six and seven didn't exactly kill me in the bridgewater's finest pick and pool which is great i'm still in 12th place out of 36 so top third of the league 1049 out of 1658 possible confidence points that's a clip of 63.3 percent and i put up 58.2 percent in week 14 going 53 of 91 overall Shout out to our week 14 winner, Anthony Simone, a name I've called on this show many times over the years, nine and four straight up 72 of 91 possible confidence points. That's a clip of just over 79% and was good enough to win week 14. We have a leadership change in the pool for the first time since week seven. Team Power has finally caught AIM 2022 after back-to-back -back winning weeks and then a great performance again last week. Team Power now a one-point lead over AIM 2022. 131.75-2 is Team Power straight up. 1117 of 1658 in the confidence points. It's just under 67.5% and it is now good enough to have the overall lead. We take a peek now into Fantasy Corner, which is of course presented by the Dynasty Trade Calculator, as it always is. My affiliate link to the DTC is available in the description to this live stream, the VOD, the podcast, wherever you get the show. You can find my affiliate link to the Dynasty Trade Calculator, and for as little as a cup of coffee, as little as $3, you can gain access to one of the absolute best tools available online for Dynasty Keeper and long-term fantasy football. It has helped me win championships in the past. It can do the same for you. Trade evaluations, player rankings, great podcasts and audio from a bunch of different experts they've got on that site. You can gain access to that for as little as $3. My affiliate link is down below. 
Now, I did lose in the final week of the regular season in the Professionals Dynasty Fantasy Football to Mitch, dropping my record to 2-12 and 12 in the regular season. Obviously, I am out of the playoff picture. I do not have an opponent this week as the uh, teams in relegation have a bye. In the Ante and Co. Dynasty League, I pulled off a win, a marginal win, but a win all the same against Rachel. A very important win for me, which moved me to 8-6, and six, secured me fifth place, and I'm in the playoffs, which is always a good feeling. I have a quarterfinal matchup against Billy in Week 15. That is projected to be too close to call within just a couple of points either way, but made the playoffs. I feel good about my team. I feel good about my ability to make some noise, but Billy is a tough draw in the first round. And I'll take this opportunity, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of this video on YouTube, whether it's the live stream, the VOD, the podcast episode, wherever you interact with this show, you can find all my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 15 in the NFL. You can find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page, as well as the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool for season 11 of this show. My goodness, we've doing this for so so long get yourself shouted out on this show if you happen to win a week and you can find information on my great friends and sponsors right here at nerd teas and coffee bean they are located at nerdtees.ca. it's probably too late for you for christmas unless you live somewhere in central canada where that shipping can get to you pretty quick but whether it's Christmas or not, nerdtees.ca has incredible, incredible gift ideas for yourself and for the loved ones in your life. Nerdtees.ca, incredible loose leaf tea blends like the one I'm enjoying today, which is Strawberry Daiquiri. One of my personal favorites, a new personal favorite, but it just has an incredible scent to it, an incredible taste to it. I think you'll enjoy it if you give it a shot. What you're going to want to do is go to nerdtees.ca and you're going to want to use my promo code, which is BWFINEST. That is going to save you 15% at checkout. You're going to get free shipping in Canada on any order over 100 bucks, which is great value. Or if you're one of my viewers in the US, you're going to get a great conversion rate on the US dollar. Nerdtees.ca, promo code BWFINEST, save your 15%, get your free shipping, find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. You can do it on nerdtees.ca. We got through that fairly quickly. We're somewhat caught up with the amount of time that uh, that we took to actually get the stream started. Thank you to anybody, by the way, who pops in and checks out the show live. And we are going to go ahead and waste no more time and get into the week 15 slate of games. It's full 16 game slates from here on out. No bye weeks anymore. Everybody plays every week and the playoff matchups are getting tighter and tighter and tighter the closer we get to the end of the season. So we're going to open my lovely little green book here and we are going to flip right to week 15 and we're going to get started with the San Francisco 49ers on the road in Seattle, taking on the Seahawks. Now this week, what I really focused on when I was doing my picks, what I really focused on was how are these teams playing lately? Because obviously we can get really caught up with like, this team is the number one total offense. And I do this all the time. The number one total offense in the NFL this season. And it's like, yeah, but they may have destroyed the first six weeks and the last seven, they may have been mediocre, but they may still be there. So it's not necessarily a reflection overall of how these teams have been performing lately. So what I was really paying attention to as I was doing the picks this week was how are these teams operated? How are they faring in their most recent four games? So when I talk about a team scoring, team defense, whatever, that's the context that we're talking about. We're talking about their last their most recent four games. And of course, you're going to say, well, schedule, scheduling. And it's true. Schedule, you know, some teams might have had four straight cupcakes. You know, it's entirely possible. But that's the context that we're looking at this week. So when you're looking at San Francisco and Seattle, this is kind of a conversation of two teams, I think, who are going in different directions. Like Seattle was obliterating offensively for quite some time. Lately, they've been good. They've definitely been good. The offense hasn't been as good as it had been in previous weeks. Meanwhile, when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, the 49ers are a team that in their last four games, their average margin of victory is 21 points. 
So they're not just beating teams, they're blowing teams out. And that's a huge credit to the defense that over the last four games is only giving up like nine points a game. Like the defense is giving up absolutely nothing, playing at their absolute zenith. And if you can play good defense, you can win in January. You can win a Super Bowl with great defense. That's what the Niners are doing. And nobody in this league is playing better defense right now than the San Francisco 49ers. Their offense is clicking really well as well, despite the injuries. Now, unfortunately, they do have to deal with another injury now, and it's pretty darn critical. It's Debo Samuel. So Debo uh, has a combination ankle MCL injury. Debo is week to week here. I think we'll see him at some point before the end of the regular season, but it's pretty tough to say exactly when that might be. It's a definite downtick for the offense, but Seattle's defense over the last four games, not playing well at all. So again, as the Seahawks team, the margin of victory over the last four games is minus four. So they're average losing by a little more than a field goal. I just don't think they've got the defense to handle this Niners team. Even if it is Brock Purdy under center, who doesn't have a ton of experience, even if it's without Debo Samuel, they've still got the weapons to win football games like this. It's a division game. Yes, there's obviously two teams that know each other exceptionally well, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to grab the 49ers in this matchup. Niners on the road in Seattle get the win over the Seahawks. And actually, I like the Niners over them so much. Uh, San Fran straight up is going to be my gold pick this week. So the Niners straight up my gold pick. Against the spread, the Seahawks are taking plus three and a half, and that's obviously a close matchup. I think where it's a division matchup, they're certainly expecting this to be close. Kind of get the home team bump there as well. It's almost impossible for me to not see the Niners covering this number. Margin of victory over the last four games, plus 21. Like, let's go ahead and lay the three and a half points on the Niners. Total in this game set at 43.5 points. I really like this number to get over. As a matter of fact, I like this number to get into the 50s. Very low 50s, but into the 50s. Again, the Seahawks defense can't stop anybody. So let's go over comfortably 43.5 points in uh, San Francisco, Seattle. And as a matter of fact, we're just going to go ahead and make that my bronze pick on the totals this week. Over 43.5 points in san francisco seattle let's go niners 31 seahawks 20 san francisco wins san francisco covers and give me the over on the points let's go to minnesota now where the vikings are going to play host to the indianapolis colts two teams that have a, a vast amount of distance between the two of them in the standings but in terms of how they've played over the last four games respectively really not a ton of difference between these two i mean look the Colts are coming into this game off their bye, so they should be well-rested. Certainly uh, good news for them. The Colts' average margin of victory in their last four games is minus 10, so they're losing by two possessions on average. Minnesota's is minus 9. They're also losing by two possessions on average over their last four games. Indianapolis's offense struggling mightily. Minnesota's is playing better than that, but that's still an offense that's struggling, not scoring a ton, a ton, a ton of points. Kind of average, but not lighting the scoreboards on fire. Neither one of these defenses can stop anybody over the last month or so. They're two of the worst scoring defenses in the NFL over that period of time. So really, there's not a ton of difference between these two teams. I think there's going to be plenty of points in this game, although when we get to the number, we'll talk about that. But I think there's going to be plenty of points in this game. And where there's not a ton of difference between the two, I'm going to grab the value and I'm going to grab the dog. Usually I'll bite on something like this. I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts on the road. Um, obviously the Colts have less to play for right now than Minnesota does. Like Minnesota is still right in the thick of the playoff conversation here, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I certainly don't like Minnesota to cover the number. So one way or the other, I think you grab, you take the points against the spread in this matchup, but in that context and with two teams that aren't that different, I'm just going to go sniffing for an upset here. So let's take the Indianapolis Colts on the road in Minnesota to beat the Vikings. On the line, Minnesota's laying minus four. And like I said, regardless of how you think about this game, I think taking the points here is the smart way to go. So I'm going to take the plus four on the Indianapolis Colts, especially where I like them to win straight up. 
Total in the game set at 48 and a half points this is kind of what I was talking about. I think there's plenty of points to be had in this matchup, but I'm going to have to stay under 48 and a half because this season has just been an underfest. So let, give me less than 48 and a half points. Let's go 24-21 Colts. Maybe a last second field goal gets the win here for Indianapolis. 24 to 21 Colts win. Colts cover. Give me the under on the points. We got Martin in the live chat here. Martin, I hope you missed all the shenanigans from the beginning of the stream. Martin saying, I think you're making a mistake taking the Colts, but they have their supporters. I like Matty Ice regardless. Vikings had to wait a week to clinch a playoff spot. I don't see them waiting two weeks, especially at home. The, the Vikings are a good team at home. They definitely are. But again, within this context of games over the last month or so, the results between these two aren't crazy different. So, you know, it, it, this is definitely me trying to sniff out an upset. Like I'll be, I'll be perfectly transparent with that. I'm trying to sniff out an upset here, but I, I've, I've taken worse upsets than this one this season. We'll put it that way. Uh, oh yeah, Martin. Oh yeah. I had your channel on when I went to it. Some, <laughs> some black guy was talking football. What? Oh, the, the, the logo for OBS. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? What are you talking about? All right. The Baltimore Ravens are in Cleveland this week. Baltimore taking on the Browns battle of the AFC North. Uh, Ravens on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games coming into this one. Margin of victory over the last four games on average plus three. So winning by a field goal on average. We enjoy that. Cleveland is dead even. They're scoring as much as they're giving up. Uh, Baltimore offense obviously has not looked good lately. The Lamar injury plays into that. They're just starting to, they're just getting JK Dobbins back. Dobbins had a good week last week, which was nice. So maybe that kind of ramps the Ravens offense back into high gear here, but where Baltimore is winning is on the defensive side of the ball. They are not giving up points. That defense is playing very, very well, better than it had at the beginning of the season, possibly rounding into form here at the right time. The Browns are kind of the same story, but like just the offense is playing a little bit better than Baltimore's is, but the defense playing a little bit worse. So they're a little bit closer to the middle there where the offense is kind of struggling. Deshaun is kind of struggling to get back into a groove. The defense is compensating some of that, but obviously, like I said, they're pretty well even money here. And where this is a division matchup and it's two teams that know each other very well, it's another opportunity i think to take a look at whichever team is the underdog here maybe grab them for the extra value on this matchup it's the ravens the game's in cleveland the browns are laying two and a half points as a home favorite i understand why i don't think they're the better football team at least not the way they've been playing over the last month i'm gonna grab the points here on baltimore i think the better team is getting the points so we're gonna take the ravens uh certainly plus the two and a half but i'm gonna take the ravens to win this game outright they, uh, I think, have greater aspirations uh, later on in this season than the Browns might have right now. So we're going to go ahead and grab the Ravens on the road in Cleveland to beat the Browns. As I mentioned, Cleveland laying two and a half points here as a home favorite. I like Baltimore to win. Give me the plus two and a half on the Ravens. Total in the game set at 38 and a half points, a very low number, but we've seen so many of these numbers stay under and where this is a matchup of two offenses who are struggling to score points, defenses who are playing fairly well right now. It's a bad under, but I got to stay under on this one. I just don't know where the points are necessarily going to come from. So we are going to stay under 38 and a half points in Baltimore, Cleveland. Let's go Baltimore 20, Cleveland 14. So Ravens win, Ravens cover, and give me the under on the points. Uh, I'd also take the Ravens. This is from Martin as well, but very low confidence points, whereas large confidence points on the previous Vikings Colts game. Martin, you're making me nervous here, my friend. You're making me nervous. <laughs> Let's go to another division matchup. The Miami Dolphins in Buffalo taking on the Bills. And you'll notice I'm, I'm going a bit faster here to make up for the late start time, as well as the fact that we got 16 games to go through. Now, this is the first matchup where both teams have a positive margin of victory 
over their last four games. Miami on average is plus four. Buffalo on average is plus eight. So the offense is scoring. The defense is playing well as well. Uh, Buffalo, I would say getting it done more so on the defensive side. Their defense has been really electric over the last month or so. Both of these offenses have been pretty good, actually playing very similarly just in terms of their actual offensive output. And the Dolphins scoring defense hasn't been any slouch either over the past four. What I think might be a big determining factor in this game, Miami is heading into their third consecutive road game. So look, they have had to go to Los Angeles and they were in San Francisco before that. So a couple games out on the West Coast. Now they come all the way over to the East Coast to travel to Buffalo. That's a big ask for a team. Like, I mean, just three straight road games in general is a big ask. But when you got two on one coast and then you got to cross the country to play a third straight road game, it doesn't tend to bode well. So honestly, I think that's one of the big differences in this game. Also, I'm not sure the Dolphins know how to include Jalen Waddell in their offensive game plan anymore. He barely had any targets last week. The output was not great. That certainly hurt a number of uh, fantasy managers' playoff aspirations. It was almost like he didn't exist. He, he, To my knowledge, he wasn't hurt. They just weren't throwing him the ball, which I just thought was strange. We, What we may have noticed in the last two games is if you can eliminate Waddell, Waddell might actually be the linchpin to that offense. Like Tyreek Hill obviously is an anomaly. He's like a superhero. But I think if you can marginalize Jalen Waddell, that's a big hit to that Dolphins offense. It's happened the last two weeks. Dolphins have not had great success over those last couple of games. I get the feeling it happens here again. I like the Bills here at home. Let's take Buffalo to get the win over Miami. On the line, though, the Bills are laying seven and a half points as a home favorite. That's a lot of points in a division game, especially where both teams are good. Like, I mean, the Dolphins are a good football team, obviously. Buffalo's a good football team, obviously. Seven and a half points here is too many. I'm going to have to go ahead and hedge my bets. Take the plus seven and a half on Miami. Total in the game set at 42 and a half points. It's just such a beatable number. I didn't really have a lean on this one one way or the other. It's a little scary where both defenses are playing fairly well lately. But let's go ahead and go over 42.5 points in Miami-Buffalo. Let's go Bills 27, Miami 21. Buffalo wins. Buffalo covers, or Buffalo, sorry, doesn't cover against the spread. Miami covers against the spread. And give me the over on the points. Martin, Miami certainly hated California. Yeah, they did not play well on that little mini California road trip. And yeah, I was looking for Waddell too. It's just like, I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, man, they have, they're not throwing to him. Like, it's just so weird. He's, he's on the field, but they're almost like using him as a decoy. It's the, it's the Mike Evans thing, right? Like Mike Evans was having that same issue for stretches of time this season where it's like, he's not hurt. He's on the field. They're just not throwing to him. All right, on to what would be probably arguably the most lopsided matchup of the week. Pretty close to it anyway. The Philadelphia Eagles on the road in Chicago, taking on a Bears team that is coming off of their bye. So at the very least, they'll be well rested. Look, the Eagles are on the tail end of back-to-back road games. So there's definitely a rest discrepancy here. Like Chicago very much has a significant rest advantage coming into this game but look the Eagles are scoring the lights out their defense is playing incredible their margin of victory in their last four games is plus 15 so it's almost three possessions like they're playing some incredible football right now Chicago's average margin of victory minus eight in their last four games so Chicago's struggling and it's the defense the bottom has fallen out of this defense for the Chicago Bears I have no faith in them against I don't think anybody in the anybody but the worst offenses in the league I have no faith in this Bears defense to turn this around this year even though Philadelphia has clinched a playoff spot there's no reason to think the Eagles aren't going to dog walk the Bears in this game so let's just go ahead and take that let's take the Eagles on the road in Chicago without too much thought to get the win over the Bears on the line Chicago's taking plus nine and uh, I'm going to have to lay those points on the Eagles because once again, the average margin of victory over the last four is plus 15. The Bears defense is bad. So let's go ahead and lay the minus nine on Philadelphia. This number will get bigger. This was this was uh, eight and a half like 
three hours ago. So this number is definitely going to get bigger before Sunday. This will be in double digits by Sunday. Uh, total in this game is set at 48 and a half points. I really like this total to go over because again, I don't trust the Bears to stop anybody. Certainly not one of the best offenses in the league. So we're going to go ahead and grab the over here on 48 and a half. And in fact, I like that so much that my platinum pick this week on my totals is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears over 48 and a half points. Let's go 37-17 Philadelphia. Eagles cruise to a win. Eagles cover that number with ease at minus nine and give me the over on the points. And yeah, to Martin's point, exactly. The Eagles would be making a big mistake if they take their foot off the gas pedal now. 100%. And you're seeing that with some other teams, one of which we already talked about today. Let's go to a battle of the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons on the road in New Orleans to take on the Saints. Both of these teams coming into this game off of their bye, so both will be well rested. A battle of two of the worst offenses over the last month or so of games, neither one of these teams scoring much of anything but for both of these teams their defenses are clicking fairly well the saints are giving up less than 20 points a game over their last four atlanta's giving up less than 25 over the last four so the defenses are certainly the strengths of both of these teams right now but another matchup where both teams kind of like indianapolis and minnesota where both teams the average margin of victory over the last four games are in the negatives for both of them atlanta's minus four new orleans is minus five and when you look at the line the saints are laying four points here as a home favorite i don't get it to to steal a line from the movie awards i don't get it i don't i would understand them like laying two and a half but laying four like more than a field goal i don't know that the saints are definitively the better team between these two i really don't I'm really intrigued to see what Desmond Ritter is going to bring as the starting quarterback uh, here for the what looks like the remainder of the season, barring you know an injury that, of course, nobody wants to see for a young player. I'm really interested to see what Ritter brings as a like as a, a starting quarterback in games that matter. We saw big flashes of it in the preseason, but haven't really gotten much of an opportunity. I'm really interested to see what that'll be. I'm going to take the Falcons here. I really genuinely feel like the Falcons might be the better football team top to bottom. That's close. The Saints, I think, have a couple of higher end superstars, but I don't necessarily know that they're a better team top to bottom. I'm going to grab the points and grab the dog here. I'm going to take Atlanta on the road in New Orleans to win a tense division game. So obviously where I like the underdog to win, I'm going to take the plus four on the points for the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's actually been quite good this year against the spread as an underdog. I think they're like five and two against the spread or something along those lines as a dog. So I'm more than happy to take the plus four on them. This would be a part a game as part of like a teaser parlay all day long, but I'll take the plus four. Total in the game set at 42 and a half points. I really like this to stay under considering, you know, offenses are not clicking very well. Defenses are playing well for both sides. So I really like the under in this one. Under 42 and a half points in Atlanta, New Orleans. And as a matter of fact, under 42 and a half is going to be my silver pick this week. Atlanta, New Orleans, under 42 and a half points, the silver pick. Let's go Falcons 20, uh, Saints 17. So Falcons win. Falcons cover the plus four, obviously, by winning the game outright. And give me the under on the points. I think we're making very good time. We're 33 and a half minutes into the stream. And we are, what, two, four, six games in already. So we are just flying through this. Martin's on the fence for this one. I totally understand that about Atlanta, New Orleans. It does feel like a coin flip game and could come down to the last couple of plays. Uh, again, this is me just trying to sniff out those underdog wins. But again, I genuinely think we're getting points on the better team there. So I feel good about that one. Let's go to New York now where the Detroit Lions are going to be playing host to the New York Jets. This is a battle of a couple of teams whose defenses 
statistically playing better than they have for a good portion of the season. The Jets, the Jets have had an underrated defense. I've talked about it a few times. That's continuing over the last, uh, actually it's even it's better than continuing over the last four games. The Jets defense has been one of the better scoring defenses in the NFL over the last month or so. And the Lions, to no slouch, you know, no slouches of their own, giving up, I think, less than 25 points a game over their last four. So for the Lions, that's actually very good. What is great is the way this Lions offense is playing. They're scoring points with the top teams in the league. Their average margin of victory in their last four games is plus 12. So winning games by an average of multiple possessions. This Lions team is for real down the stretch. Might be too little too late, but it's fun to watch this team ball out. Uh, the Jets are kind are even money, uh, so they're scoring about as much as they're giving up over their last four games. Now, it'll be interesting to see who winds up being under center for the Jets in this game. Like, remember, the Jets are in the thick of the AFC playoff race, so every game is critically important. As a matter of fact, if you listened to Dan Orlovsky on, I think it was Get Up, Either get up or good morning football. I think it was get up uh, this morning. He was talking about this being a playoff game for the Jets. That if the Jets win this game, they're probably going to make the playoffs. If they lose this game, they're probably not going to. So this is a critical, critical football game for the New York Jets. But we don't know who's going to be under center. Mike White got the crap kicked out of him in that game last week. He suffered a hard hit. He had to leave the game. He came back in, had another hard hit. And uh, I think was carted off to a, the hospital in that game. And look, we're talking about the the possibility of a very good Detroit Lions pass rush really putting the a hurt on him if he's even the starting quarterback. They could go back to Zach Wilson. They could go to Joe Flacco. There's a lot of uncertainty coming into this football game. I've got to go with who I think is the better team right now, and that's the Detroit Lions. They're definitely playing like the better football team between these two, and uh, this is a very close game against the spread. Detroit's the better team. I think you're getting some value on them. I like the Lions in this one. Let's take Detroit on the road in New York to get the win over the Jets. Against the spread, the Jets are actually taking a single point here as a home dog, but it's such a marginal line. I like Detroit to win. I'm getting a, a, a great price to pay, so let's lay the single point on the Lions. Total in the game set at 44.5 points. I actually think this is a really good number, but I do think it's going to slide over the point total. I'm going to go 28-20 Lions. So Lions get the win. Lions cover the minus one against the spread and give me the over on the 44 and a half point total. Again, really keep your eye out for who's actually going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets this week. On to a game that feels like it's not nearly as interesting for a multitude of reasons. The Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in Carolina taking on the Panthers. Spoilers, this is going to be a low scoring game. This could be a race to 20, but I don't know whether either team actually gets there. Uh, Pittsburgh and Carolina, the story of two offenses not playing great football uh, right now, especially Carolina, really struggling to score. Pittsburgh can score some points, but Kenny Pickett's in concussion protocol, so you don't know if it's going to be Pickett. It might be Mitch Trubisky. Another situation where you don't know off, like don't really know who the starting quarterback is going to be for a particular team. Carolina over the last four games, margin of victory is an average of plus four. So they're winning games by more than a field goal. Pittsburgh is even money. They're scoring as much as they are being scored on. And, uh, you know, the defense for Pittsburgh has been playing pretty darn good football over the last month or so. Carolina statistically scoring defense lights out. Carolina's defense is playing really, really well right now. And in that division, it's still anybody's game. So these are still important football games for the Panthers. Uh, Pittsburgh hasn't been eliminated yet, I don't think. So, I mean, you know, games still matter to both of these teams. But how enjoyable this football game will be probably depends on whether you're a part of these fan bases or not. I'm going to grab Carolina here. You're getting a really good price on them at home. They're only laying minus two and a half. I really liked what I saw out of Chuba Hubbard last week. So I'm going to go ahead and grab Carolina here to get the win at home over the Steelers. And I'm going to take that minus two and a half. I like them to win. It's a fairly small price to pay. So let's lay the minus two and a half. 
Total in the game set at 38 and a half points. Like I said, not going to see a lot of points in this game. Spoilers, I'm on the under here. Under 38 and a half points in Pittsburgh, Carolina. Let's go Panthers 19, Steelers 14. I think we'll be we'll be lucky to see three touchdowns in this game. Who knows? We might see four. <laughs> so that, that's the way we're going to go with this. 19-14 Carolina, which means Panthers win, Panthers cover, and give me the under. It's been a while since I've watched any Panthers home games. Are they still doing the big augmented reality Panther? That was at least cool. All right. Let's talk about a game that I don't understand where the spread comes from at all. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars at home playing host to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, a team that is scoring with the best teams in the league, their defense is playing as well as anybody, their margin of victory in their last four games is just as good as the Niners, it's exactly as good at plus 21 on average, which means over the last four games, they're beating opponents by three scores on average, which is massive. The Jags, their defense feels like it's kind of caved in. They're giving up a ton of points. The offense has been struggling relatively lately. Margin of victory in the last four games is an average of minus five. So they're, they're not playing well, and yet they're only taking plus four and a half. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, this feels like they should be at least plus six and a half, if not more. Because, like, Dallas is playing the lights, and there's no significant injury that I can think of for Dallas. As a matter of fact, they just signed T.Y. Hilton. Hilton's an absolute weapon. He hasn't played at all this year, but Hilton's going to be able to step in and immediately contribute to that Cowboys offense. So this line, I don't get it. I don't understand this line at all. I'm very heavy on the Dallas Cowboys this week to go into Jacksonville and to employ the same thing that I said about Eagles Chicago. I think they dog walk the Jags this week. I really, really do. Very heavy on Dallas. So much so that the Cowboys are my platinum pick straight up. Dallas over Jacksonville, my platinum pick straight up. So on the line, I'm more than happy to lay minus four and a half on the Dallas Cowboys on the road i got no problem with that whatsoever there's just a few lines this week that i like better so that doesn't make the top four platinum gold silver and bronze to be perfectly honest it should it really should be in there but it's not total in this game set at 47 and a half points i feel really good about this number going over i think this is in a high 50s territory so we're going to go ahead and take the over on 47 and a half points in Dallas Jacksonville I'm gonna go Cowboys 34 Jags 24 I think this is a 10 point win all day so again more than happy to lay the minus four and a half Dallas wins Dallas covers and give me the over on the points and if anybody can explain where this number comes from I'd love to hear it all right we are officially in the back half of the games for this week the Kansas City Chiefs are in Houston to take on the Texans won't somebody please think of the Texans? The, like, okay, let's let's look at their last four games prior to now. Uh, Houston at Dallas, home to Cleveland. That's that's not that's not as bad, but Cleveland's offense was playing really well at that time. At Miami, a Miami team who's had a good offense that's been good most of the season. Home to Washington, but that was in the midst of like their four game win streak, like. Houston's schedule has been awful this year. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody talking about it because look, the Texans are not a good football team, but their schedule is certainly doing them no favors either because especially now in back-to-back -back weeks to have to play Dallas and then have to play Kansas City, like that's ridiculous. That's awful. And we have another almost college, close to college spread. This will be the third straight road game for the Kansas City Chiefs, which we talked about a little bit as well with the Miami Dolphins. So we're looking at, let's see, Kansas City was in Denver. And the week before that, they were in Cincinnati. So division game um, preceded by, uh, you know, a game against a bona fide Super Bowl contender. So third straight road game, it could play into things. But this Chiefs offense is clicking, man. They score points no matter who is on that field. Defense is playing fairly well, too, giving up fewer than 25 points per game over the last four. So that's good. Average margin of victory plus six. 
For Houston, the margin of victory minus 11 over their last four games. The offense is still struggling mightily. The defense is not as bad as it could be over the last four weeks, but they're certainly not uh, lighting the league on fire. We'll put it that way. They're giving up, it's fewer than 29 points per game, but it's not a ton fewer than that. (laughs) We'll put it that way. And we also have to take into account here that Damian Pierce came up with an ankle injury last week. Now it looks like it's of the low ankle variety, which means he will probably play this week. But I mean, if he doesn't, who else is there? Nico Collins is banged up. Uh, Brandon Cooks has not been performing, doesn't want to be there. Who else is there on that offense to actually, you know, score some points and move the football? So here's hoping that Damian Pierce is ready. Whether he is or he isn't, Chiefs all day in this one. I like Kansas City to get the win. So much so that the Chiefs over the Texans is my silver pick straight up this week. It would be higher, but I believe I had Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City was my platinum pick last week. So, I mean, I didn't want to put him crazy high two weeks in a row. We'll still put him on there as the silver pick. Now, Houston is taking plus 14, and you know what? I love this even more than the plus 17 that I took him at last week, which Martin's giving me some credit for in the chat right now. You said they would cover versus Dallas. Damn, they almost won. Yeah, I mean, I knew they'd cover because it's just, again, it's a cartoony number. With this with this game, we've been talking all season long about how the Chiefs are not a team that's built to cover Vegas's expectations. They're a team that's built to win games, but they're not built to cover these crazy spread expectations. Even look at last week. Last week they were minus nine. I took that. They didn't cover that against uh, against Denver. So I mean, for to ask them to cover double digits and two full touchdowns, they're just not a team that's built to cover those expectations. I think there's another backdoor cover in Houston's future here. I'm taking the plus 14 on the Texans, and I actually like that so much that it's my gold pick against the spread this week. Houston, plus the 14 points, my gold pick against the spread. So, total in the game here is 48.5 points. I think this stays under. I don't see Houston getting to 20 Kansas City doesn't have to blow them out to beat them. So I'm going to stick under on this one just because it's a pretty high 40. Let's go 27-16 in favor of Kansas City. Win the game by multiple possessions. But Houston covers that sweet, sweet plus 14. Kansas City wins the game outright. Martin, KC will bounce back. Bombs away on Houston. We all know Houston's a bad football team. They really are. If there's any element of them that has been not terrible lately, it's been the defense. So I think it would be a big feather in their cap to try to keep the Chiefs under 30. I think they succeed in doing that. And if they do that, they'll cover this plus 14. Half a dozen games left on the schedule here. Let's go to Denver where there's... I don't know, popcorn vendors playing quarterback this week? I'm not sure. The Arizona Cardinals in Denver to take on the Broncos. Both of these teams, uh, negative average margin of victory in their last four. Arizona is minus eight. Denver is minus six. Denver's defense still playing well, but not playing as well as they had been earlier in the season, giving up a few more points than they had before. And once again, Like, who knows who's going to be playing quarterback for either one of these teams. Russell Wilson's in concussion protocol. He might make it out. He might not in time for this game. In anybody's guess. Obviously, we know who won't be playing quarterback for Arizona. And that is Kyler Murray. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL, which was kind of what was feared uh, in that game uh, last, uh, last night on Monday night. So he's done for the season. I would probably expect him to miss the first few games of next year as well while he rehabs back up to 100%. So that's going to suck for Arizona starting out next year. But um, So we know Kyler's not going to be playing. Who was the backup quarterback there um, in Arizona? Hopefully somebody in the chat will let me know that. It was a familiar name. It's just slipped my mind right now. I have to assume it's going to be them uh, the rest of the way here for the cards. If it's not Russ, is it still Brett Ripien in Denver? Like, oh boy, this game's this game. Um, 
So look, in a bad matchup uh, for both teams, like neither one of these teams are any good. Once again, uh, I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to search for an upset and I'm going to grab the team who's taking the points. And that's the Arizona Cardinals. I'm actually going to grab Arizona on the road here in Denver to get the win over the Broncos, especially where the Broncos defense not playing up to the level that they had been earlier in the season. Let's grab Arizona to get the win straight up over the Broncos. On the line, Denver's laying two and a half points here as a home favorite. I understand it, but I'm not taking those points. I like Arizona to win. Give me the plus two and a half on the cards. Total in the game, 36 and a half points. Who knows who's playing quarterback? Under it is. Under 36 and a half points in Arizona, Denver. Let's go 17-16 for the Cardinals. Arizona wins. Arizona covers. Give me the under and who in the world is going to watch this game? Another game here where I'm not expecting a ton of points. Actually, the next couple of games, I'm not expecting a ton of points. The New England Patriots on the road in Las Vegas taking on the Raiders. Now, the Raiders uh, over the last four games do have a plus four average margin of victory, which is definitely a credit to them. Their offense is playing well, scoring points. Defense actually playing surprisingly well. At the very least, the scoring defense for the Raiders uh, is playing well. You know, in relative terms, they could be playing a lot worse than they are. We'll put it. Uh, we'll put it to you that way. The Patriots are really struggling to score points. Yes, they turned it on uh, in the latter part of the game on Monday night. That is kind of the exception that proves the rule. They're certainly not that team um, most of the other time. So the offense struggling to score points. The defense is playing very, very well. One of the best scoring defenses in the NFL over the last month or so. Patriots are on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games here and are only even money in terms of the margin of victory. They're scoring as much as they're being scored on. The Raiders are actually getting a point and a half here as a home dog, which I think is really interesting because that's basically trying to tell me that they that Vegas thinks the Patriots are like four and a half points better than the Raiders. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, especially when you have a situation where um, Ramondre Stevenson came up with an ankle injury last week. I would say he's 50-50 to play this week. Without that kind of a run game for the Patriots, they're going to be leaning so much more on their defense. For a large part of that game, it looked like Mac Jones was I think I even tweeted it like he was in the process of losing his job, like playing really, really poor football against a really beatable Arizona Cardinals defense. So I just don't have a ton of faith in this Patriots team. I really don't. The defense is very good, but you also got to score points to win in this league. We know the Raiders can do that. I'm going to grab the Raiders here at home. Let's take Vegas at home to get the win over the New England Patriots, that one will make Martin at least a little happy. So, like I said, the Raiders are taking a point and a half here as a home dog. Give me that plus 1.5. I think they're the better football team. Let's go ahead and get it. Total in this game is 44 and a half points. Again, with both defenses playing relatively well from a scoring perspective over the last four games or so, I think I got to grab the under here, and I think I'm going to take that relatively highly as a matter of fact, I think Patriots Raiders under the 44 and a half point total. I think I got to make that like my gold pick on my totals this week. I really like that game to stay under. Again, it's been an under season. I think the under is hitting like 67.8% of the time or something crazy like that. It's been such an under season. Uh, or sorry, like, uh, like 50, 57.8, sorry. But still, like just the unders have been hitting at a crazy rate. And 44 and a half seems like a beatable number, but this season, not really. And when you got one side who's offense, I don't know what I'm going to get week to week. Give me the under. So under 44 and a half points in New England, Las Vegas. Let's go Raiders 21, Patriots 16, Raiders win, Raiders cover. Give me the under. Four games left. The Tennessee Titans hit the road in Los Angeles, taking on the Chargers. Another matchup of two teams that do have negative margins of victory over their last four games. Tennessee minus eight, the same margin of victory as the Arizona Cardinals. Chargers are almost even money. Just on average, they're minus one, which makes them exceptionally frustrating. <laughs> 
because it's like that you know that team on paper is good enough to win a lot of games you look at the names on that team they're good enough to win a lot of games and they're good enough to win a lot of the games that they have lost this year and you just know it but the fact that they're not mm, they're just not reliable in that way it's insanely frustrating they're all the way back to being that like bane of my existence team that I've talked about in multiple years in the past. The Chargers are all the way back to being that. Uh, Chargers offense is kind of struggling a little bit lately. They're not scoring more than 24 points a game over their last four. The defense has been giving up plenty. Tennessee, the offense is almost completely dried up. They're just not scoring points at all. Uh, Missing Traylon Burks. You wouldn't have thought that for Ryan Tannehill, missing Traylon Burks would be like the big key to this offense falling apart. But it seems like it has been. Because ever since Traylon Burks got hurt, the, the offense is just not what it was before. But they are, at the very least, playing some decent defense. And I think their defense is probably what winds up being the difference in this football game. Between the, these two teams, Tennessee is too good to lose this matchup. The Chargers are not too good to lose this game. Just just based on the results. And this is going back a couple of years. They're not too good to lose this game. The Titans, I believe, are too good to lose this game. So I'm going to be on Tennessee here. On the road, in Los Angeles. I'm getting plus three on them against the spread. So Titans plus three. I like that a lot. I'm going to take the Titans to win the game outright. Tennessee plus three is going to be my bronze pick against the spread this week. Now I rode Tennessee against the spread last week. They did not cover that number, but we're going to do it again. This time they're on the opposite side as a three point dog. Give me the points on Tennessee. I think they've been very successful this year as a betting underdog against the spread. Total in this game set at 46 and a half points. I got to go ahead and grab the under again. Because again, I think the Titans defense is what's going to wind up being the difference in this game. So give me under 46 and a half points in Tennessee, Los Angeles. Let's go 23-20 Titans. Titans win. Titans cover the plus three and give me the under. Yeah, Martin, you hit the nail on the head. They lost by 14 to the Jags last week. They have something to prove to me. Exactly. Not a game that the Titans should have lost. Not at all. I kind of get it, but I also kind of don't. Like, I kind of almost really don't. But this is one of those games that Tennessee, they've got to win. They've got to claw back some momentum heading towards the playoffs. They've got to claw back some of that momentum. They, They need to win this game. So let's give it to them and see what happens. The Cincinnati Bengals are in Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. Tom Brady looking awful in that game last week. Uh, now he says he's okay after having you know a little bit of a little bit of a hand injury, I guess. But um, you know, says he's okay. Players say they're okay all the time. I guess that remains to be seen. What's not been okay is the Bucks offense. They're not scoring points over the last four. I think it's under under 20 points on average. I think that they're, they've scored over their last four margin of victory on average is minus seven in that same time frame. They're taking on a Cincinnati Bengals team who are clicking on the offensive side, despite a myriad of injuries clicking on the defensive side. Now they are dealing again with a myriad of injuries coming into this game, which we'll talk about in a second, but their average margin of victory over the last four is plus seven. This is a team that is hitting its stride at the right time, legitimate Super Bowl contenders once again this season. So for Cincinnati, as I mentioned on the injury front, Tyler Boyd dislocated his finger, considered week to week, probably don't see him back until week 16 or 17. T. Higgins started the game, was not on the injury report last week, I think played one snap and then left the game. So there's definitely a conversation that needs to take place between the NFL front offices and the Cincinnati Bengals because they are not being transparent on their injury reports. They're just, they're just not. Because they, it, it happened with Joe Mixon. It's happened now with T. Higgins. Like, these players are injured, yet they start, but then they leave the game immediately. 
Like there's got to be some more transparency and it's not just for the fantasy football side of things. It's just, there needs to be more transparency. I understand the chess game, but the chess game can be played without flat out lying about who's hurt and who's not. So that's a conversation that needs to take place. So again, T Higgins hamstring, he's week to week. Might he play this week? Who the hell knows? Trey Hendrickson on the defensive line, another injury that Cincinnati's dealing with, broke his wrist. I would expect to see him at some point in the next couple of weeks, but I do not expect to see him in this game. I think probably one to two is probably a reasonable amount of time to miss. If for nothing else, stabilization and pain management. I've never broken my wrist, but it can't feel great. I still like the Bengals here. I still like the Bengals in a big, bad way. I have almost no faith in this Bucks team with the exception of the defense. Their defense is good and it's continuing to play good. On this offense, they can't figure it out. They just can't figure out how to put points on the board. And you're playing a very good defense in Cincinnati who is cruising right now, playing some of their best football of the year. So let's grab the Bengals on the road in Tampa Bay to get the win over the Bucks. And as a matter of fact, Cincinnati over Tampa Bay, let's go ahead and make that the bronze pick this week despite the injuries. Cincinnati over Tampa Bay, my bronze pick. On the line, Tampa Bay is taking plus three and a half here as a home dog. I really like Cincinnati to cover this minus three and a half. Again, I just don't, I don't see, I don't know. I just, I don't see Tampa Bay keeping up with them. So I really like Cincinnati to cover this minus three and a half so much so that Bengals minus three and a half, my silver pick against the spread this week, Cincinnati minus the three and a half. Total in the game set at 40, uh, 43 and a half points. I was about to say 46, 43 and a half points. Even though this is a pretty darn beatable number, and I think this is a pretty good number, I'm going to lean marginally under on this one. Um, I like like a 24 to 17, something like that. It gets over 40, but I think it stays just under the point total. So give me the Bengals to win. Give me the Bengals to cover minus three and a half and give me the under on the points. Sunday night football, the New York Giants on the road in Washington to take on the commanders and surprisingly two teams going in exact polar opposite directions it feels like the wheels have fallen off here for the giants their offense is anemic their defense right now cannot stop anybody average margin of victory in their last four games minus 12 this is not the giants team from the beginning part of this season i wish i would have picked up on that and started going in that direction earlier but man this giants team is really really struggling meanwhile for washington Average margin of victory over the last four is plus eight. The defense playing exceptionally well. The offense is still kind of struggling to put up points, but the defense is way making up for it. Uh, giving up fewer than 20 points a game over the last four, I believe. So that defense clicking along at the right time. It just feels like a great spot for the commanders here at home, even though ugh, that building, yikes. But it just feels like a great spot for Washington at home here to get another win over the Giants. They just beat them a couple weeks ago, I believe it was. Taylor Heineke went for 275 and two scores in that game. I feel good about Washington getting another win here against their division rivals. Let's take the Commanders at home to beat the Giants. On the line, Washington is laying minus four and a half here as a home favorite. If you consider giving them that minus three bump being at home, they think they're a marginally better team than the Giants. I think they're a significantly better team, at least right now, than the Giants are. I'm more than happy to lay that minus four and a half. This feels like it should be closer to a touchdown, but I'm more than happy to lay minus four and a half. So much so that Washington minus 4.5 is my platinum pick against the spread this week. Washington minus 4.5, my platinum pick against the spread. Total in the game set at 40 and a half points. I'm just I'm doing this edit spot for the uh, benefit of the folks who listen to the podcast. 40 and a half points. I do think this gets over this number. Close to a mid 40 here. I like like a 26 to 17 in favor of the commanders. So I'm going to take the commanders to win. The commanders to cover the minus four and a half, of course. And over the 40 and a half point total. 
Final game of the week, Monday Night Football, the Los Angeles Rams and the Baker Mayfield story. What an incredible story that was at the end of that game. Oh boy, he can't, just a virtuoso drive uh, with whatever it was, barely any time left on the clock to wrestle that win away. What a, just a late game performance there from Baker Mayfield. He wasn't good up to that point. He struggled to move the ball, and of course he did. He had like 48 hours to learn the offense. So, yeah, of course he struggled. But right at the end of the game, when it counted most, man, he came up with some dynamite throws, including the touchdown pass to Van Jefferson. So just good for him, man. Like, uh, genuinely good for him. I hope this is a spot that for the rest of the season he can thrive, get his confidence back. It'll be real interesting to me to watch where the Baker Mayfield story goes from here. They are in Green Bay taking on my Green Bay Packers uh, who are coming in fresh off of their bye. I should mention as well in the previous game, the Washington Commanders also coming into that game off of their bye. Both of these teams, Green Bay and Los Angeles, have a negative margin of victory over their last four games, respectively. Rams are minus six, Packers are minus two, so they're right there, but still just giving up a little bit more than what they're scoring. And honestly, the Packers scoring defense has not looked good over the last month or so. They're giving up way, way, way too many points, and it's just a good thing that the offense has turned the corner. And the offense is generating a lot more points than they were earlier in the season. Thank you, Christian Watson. You are my hero. <laughs> Just scoring tons of touchdowns over the last month or so worth of games. Packers offense playing fairly well. Defense, not really. Rams offense, not scoring many points. Defense, not playing too badly. The defense is beat up, but in terms of the actual points they've allowed... It really hasn't been that bad. So, all picks long, what I've been doing is when I have two teams who have negative margins of victory, not playing the greatest football lately, I've been taking the points. I've been taking the underdogs, been taking the points. For the first time this year, and I think you can go back and quote me on this and check me, for the first time this year, I'm going to be a big homer. I think Green Bay dog walks them. Dog walks them this week. They're in Lambeau. It's cold. I mean, look, Baker's kind of used to that from being in Cleveland. I mean, look, Ohio's not exactly the warmest place in the world this time of year. But there's something about Lambeau in December and January and February. I think Green Bay beats them. Just beats them this week. I like Green Bay to win this game in a big, bad way. And as a matter of fact, I like Green Bay to cover the big spread that's in this game as well. Green Bay is favored by minus seven in this one. And I'm going to lay those seven points. I really think this is like as close as we'll see this season to the Packers team of the last two years. That's what I expect to see in this game. Because again, Green Bay knows they're not dead in terms of the wild card, I mean, they're probably dead. Let's be perfectly honest. They're probably dead. But mathematically, at the least, right now, they're not dead. So they still, Aaron Rodgers is certainly still going to have that mindset of, well, we just have to win out. And let's just go ahead and win out. And that's just the kind of player and the kind of mentality that he has. And a lot of players have that. But Aaron Rodgers is certainly a player that does have that. I just think, I just, I got some feeling that finally we see the Green Bay that everybody expected to see this year. So I really like the Green Bay Packers at home to get the win here over the Rams. And I really like Green Bay to cover minus seven against the spread as well. Total in the game set at 39 and a half points. I got no problem envisioning this game getting into the 40s. So let's go ahead and take over 39 and a half in Los Angeles, Green Bay. Let's go 27-17 Packers. Packers win, Packers cover, and give me the over on the points. There you have it, folks. Those are your picks for week 15 in the NFL. Let's go over the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze with you here one more time. Straight up, my platinum pick, I like the Dallas Cowboys over the Jacksonville Jaguars. My gold pick, I like San Francisco over Seattle. My silver pick, I like Kansas City over Houston. And my bronze pick, I like Cincinnati over Tampa Bay.
Against the spread, platinum pick, I like Washington, minus 4.5. Gold pick, I like Houston, plus 14. Silver pick, I like Cincinnati, minus 3.5. And bronze pick, I like Tennessee, plus 3 points. And on the totals, platinum pick, Philly and Chicago, over 48.5. Gold pick, New England and Vegas, under 44.5. Silver pick, Atlanta and New Orleans, under 42.5. And, and bronze pick, San Francisco and Seattle, over 43.5 points. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the picks, and that is the show for week 15 in the NFL. For the folks that are in the live stream, thank you so much for sticking with me through the technical difficulties with the camera. But now I know how to fix those technical difficulties, which is great. So... Thank you so much for taking the time to join me this evening a little bit earlier than we normally do. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees. And thank you so much. We will see you again in week 16, the fantasy football semifinals. If your commissioner's worth his salt at all, let's see how many of you make it through to the semifinal round in fantasy football. We'll see you next week.